guys, this is Deborah Marie Rodriguez, and I'm back again. And I'm here with episode seven of Singles and Celibacy. We are in season two. If you have not already listened to season one, make sure to go listen to season one and check out the earlier um, episodes one through uh, five. So you can kind of, you know, have those out the way unless you just want to go out of order. It's completely fine. Um, in this episode, I'm going to be talking about a life of abstinence and temptation. So I'm going to be talking about what comes with living a life of celibacy and abstinence and how there is so much temptation when you are trying to walk in this journey. And I'm going to just be honest with you guys. If you are choosing a life of celibacy and abstinence, just prepare yourself not to beat yourself up. Prepare yourself not to beat yourself up. Prepare yourself to allow yourself to grow through this season and prepare yourself that when you're first starting off, if you are in a situation where you're start, you're first starting off and you don't have the support from your um, like partner or whoever during this journey, it's going to be very hard for you. I'm just going to be honest. Um, I'm going to talk about a time where I was I went on this abstinence journey. It actually happened so crazy because it, it was not like, if it was up to me, <laughs> I probably would not have went on it, but I'm glad I did. I'm glad. And um, it really challenged me a lot. It opened so many like doors of other types of temptation, if you know what I mean. And, but I didn't have, like, I personally, during this time, I, I was abstinent for 10 months, uh, which was long, the longest um, it was for me. Like, <laughs> that was the longest journey. I'm going to be honest with you guys. That was the longest I've been, even as an adult. Like, I, I was still a teen. I, I was 19 at the time. So that was, like, the longest as an adult, I've been long, but it wasn't even that long. You know what I mean? And so I would have to like, you know, it would be months and then I would, um, you know, so I would have end up having sex with the guy that I was with. And then I would kind of start my journey over again. But this time was the longest of like completely not, like, you know, no sex. Um, and will I say, I mean, no, you know, vaginal, uh, no head or anything like that, you know, oral, vaginal, no sex. And sometimes people think, okay, well, you know what? I, I wasn't having sex, but I'm still masturbating. Okay. So if you're still masturbating, you're still in a way, still being pleasured by yourself. Uh, but it's still, yes, you are still abstinent and celibate, but you're still getting that satisfaction and you're still getting that pleasure. So that's why it's very important, even during this journey, that you guys don't masturbate, okay? I know a lot of people don't say that. A lot of people say, well, masturbation isn't in the Bible. You know, it's okay to masturbate. I've had somebody tell me it was okay to masturbate during that time. And like, I was like, no, it's not okay to masturbate, but yeah I was masturbating (laughs) 
just completely being completely being a hundred with you guys um and they were like yeah it's okay you know you're not and I was like no it's actually not okay and even after that happened I felt still felt the same guilt you get what I'm saying so but I was abstinent where I was not having any sex um with with any guy you know during that time which was really good so but a lot of women and men you still are masturbating even though you're not having sex you're still you still have these toys you know all this stuff so if you're really going on a you're going on a true celibacy journey abstinent journey you need to get rid of the toys you need to definitely get rid of the toys or anything that's going to tempt you to fall into sexual sin and even though you are not having vaginal sex or you're not having intercourse with someone you're still sinning against yourself okay because you're masturbating so you're still having that feeling of lust you're still thinking about um someone in your mind and in your head that you care about or that you love and so you're still having that same sensation so you're not you're technically you're not going um i'm not going to say you're not being abstinent but you're defeating the purpose of why this is important as to be pure does that, does that make sense so this is why i'm encouraging anyone who is taking this journey it, like it's not for it's not for the weak and i don't even want to call you guys weak it, it's gonna i'm telling you guys it's gonna be a process it's going to take a process and, and when you don't get it right like don't um beat yourself up because if you beat yourself up what's going to happen is you're going to stay beat up and you're not going to try to get back up and that's what i don't want you to do like i don't want you to try not to get back up even if you're in this oh let's say you're in a journey this is a single and celibacy journey okay um if you're on a um you don't want to drink alcohol okay you're going through something where you're not drinking alcohol you're not smoking you know what i mean you're not like having sex you know we can say that's all in the same bracket you're sober you're not doing drugs you know you're not doing anything and anytime you're not doing these things and this is a can be a form of an addiction so if you're on that journey today and you're listening to this podcast like welcome because that's still in the same boat and and you still have withdrawals from that you know i remember uh, during this 10 month time of of not having uh the sex what happened was i was talking to this guy and um i met him a little like met him we had sex like maybe every day uh every day every other day i want to say every day like every other day for a month um and literally like every day you know i, I mean not even one time a day like it was like two three times a day four two three four times a day like can you imagine like every day two three four times a day you know what i mean like every day every other day like two three four times a day i mean it had to be at least 27 days of the month that we had sex every day like at least 27 days and i had get i was i was withdrawing it was so bad to where he when he would tell me like he could not come over you know what i mean that day I was angry. I was mad and I was livid. I was upset. I had like I was irritable. You know what I mean? I would scream. It was so bad. Like I remember one time he came in the middle of a storm. It was storming. I was in my own apartment, you know, 19. It was storming literally 
rain flooding outside and I needed him over to my place because I just did not want to be alone and um um he came that night you know what I mean and he came (laughs) and it was raining and like I was acting a fool you know what I mean so like people think oh a sex it makes you feel better no it covers up and it hides the issues that you have you actually have within and when what happens is when you don't have these certain things to suppress you start to see how much issues and insecurities and like you got to work on and this is why I take myself through these times because it shows me what I actually have to work on you guys and imagine doing that every day like you have no you 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 numb you numb to everything like that's all you thinking about you know and I remember um and I always say this in like every podcast I always say you know I respect this guy a lot because um during that time I was you know I met him I was talking about God and everything like that's how we met and once we started having sex like I wasn't reading my bible anymore I remember he said like you don't even read your bible anymore like I start liking you because we talked about God and we sat here and talked about our life like now all we do is have sex so it completely like we were having sex every day we weren't even conversing we would talk me and this guy would talk we would talk for hours you know like we would just sit there and like talk for hours you know then it got to where we just started having sex and we were just arguing all the time you know and I was like yeah that the whole sex thing for marriage that was real like I was I had my whole mind was like not even there you know what I mean and he was coming over he was picking me up I wasn't riding the bus anymore and when I would ride the bus that's how I would like evangelize to people and talk to people about God I wasn't doing none of that anymore I was he was like picking me up taking me to get food it was just like everything so one day um I told him I was like look we have to stop uh doing this and so many like I had people in my life like I was in this Christian group and they can tell you know like I was distracted you know and uh they could tell I I was distracted so they would like bring up what I even had a a friend a Christian friend in a Christian group I was in this Christian group in college uh this little youth group and I remember my friend wanted to come up he was like yeah let's get some pizza and I can come up because the guy was there you know he was like yeah let's get some pizza and I come up I said no 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 like and I because I knew when he came up in there like he was gonna be uh praying <laughs> and like I, I was like I was I was embarrassed you know I was like no it's okay and I was I was like distracted and so I, I went from evangelizing praying for people all this stuff to just distracted you know having sex all the time so got to the point where I mean I would be in my room reading up hours reading the bible and worship and everything and then like it just stopped it came from that to like um me and him having sex like I would go to the library and get books like you guys I would sit there and read books on leaders and all this different stuff and um great you know great leaders Martin Luther King and all this and um I would uh I just stopped you know I just I just stopped and uh it was I was distracted so one day I remember I tried to let him go I could not let him go I wasn't strong enough so he ended up letting the our little situationship whatever he ended up letting it go and um and I talk about in my book about what happened as to why you know God 
revealed to me that you know like that wasn't where he who he wanted for me and um that it was not time and that I needed to let this person go it was very hard for me so he ended up we were texting and he was like hey you know um I can't pick you up anymore um I have to like these the he even he was like start props he was like these rides that I've been giving you are devilish and I'm distracting you like it, it basically he exposed himself you know and um but the crazy thing is God showed me the snake already like he showed me him I told you guys like when I was in bed and God I was laying down he was laying on the side of me and God showed me a vision of me getting up and telling him uh that we needed to repent and God said if he repents this is the guy this okay this show this the guy for you if he get up and repent, see if he's going to repent with you. So we got up and I got up and I got on my knees and prayed. I woke him up. He was like, he got mad. He was like, leave me alone. He just made this, you know, because I'm in the cross because he was Catholic. He's like, leave me alone. You know, went back to bed. He yelled at me. And when I got back in the bed, I looked over and he was a whole snake in the spirit. And so God was showing me that he was a distraction in my life. So when he began to expose it through the text message, um, he was exposing that he was this snake in my life. He was not a bad person. Like I've been snakes. I've had people around my life that's been snakes. They were not bad people. They were just distractions. Okay. So he was, he exposed it. And I remember I was getting ready to text back. Oh my God. No, this is the deal. I was about to say, this is the deal. And God spoke to me loud. He said, this is me. And I was like, ah, I was so mad. I was in my bed and I was like, Uh, and God was like you don't want to listen but basically God was like you didn't listen to me I'm going to send the same person that you're distracted with to I'm going to make this person speak and expose themselves since you don't want to you don't want to do it I'm going to he's going to he's going to cut it off and oh my God it it was even it hurt even more when he cut it off and he didn't come see me you know he told me he said he said he said I'm going to help you that's what he said because he knew he knew, I don't know if he had a dream. I don't know if God showed him, but he knew, he knew that I was distracted. He knew. And he probably was wrestling with it too. And he said, I'm going to help you. And he said, I'm not going to come over anymore. Oh my God. It, it made it like I was in bed tossing and turning. And I remember texting him and I was withdrawing and tossing and turn. Like I've never felt that before where I just wanted to be in the presence of somebody like and I want to six like that's how I felt it was so bad and I was like this is a problem you know and um yeah I I got through it um I ended up having to move out of my apartment and I ended up moving on the whole this was crazy you guys I ended up moving to a whole nother city I moved to Magnolia Texas it was like I think it was how it was it, it didn't seem like it was that far but it was like it was I mean it was another city it was Magnolia but it was um about three hours let me see how far Magnolia is from Houston let me see it was it was I stayed there for three months okay let me see let me see it was it wasn't that far It was about 45 minutes, okay? Most places, I mean, I've drove 45 minutes, like spring. It was about 45 minutes from where I, probably longer, an hour, because 
because I, you know, I was on West Time. I don't know, but it was 45 minutes away, and I moved all the way over there, so it was very far. Um, and it was trees. It wasn't the city. It wasn't like clubs. It was just land. And I ended up moving with this family. I had turned 20 by this time. I ended up moving with this family. Um, and I stayed with them in this trailer. And I mean, just imagine the scenery change. It was a complete scenery change. Like here I am, five kids, watching five kids, you know, their mom, dad, and I would babysit them. And then the mom, mom-in-law moved in. So uh, I'm with a whole different culture. You know, the kids were like Mexican and the other side, they were, you know, white. And so it was this family. And here I am, only little, <laughs> well, Afro-Latina, but you know, black. And, um, you know, different, I mean, similar they had the you know the mexican side they had like very similar she had a very similar culture to me so i kind of resonated with that and you know well both of them had definitely some similar cultures to myself because i you know have both cultures but um it was very different for me because it was quiet you know i couldn't i didn't have access to um well i moved matter of fact before I moved there, I'm skipping a story, I'm sorry. Before I moved there, I moved to somewhere else. It was this Mexican family, actually. And I lived there for like a month. So this family, and then I moved somewhere else, and then I moved to the to, to Magnolia. So I went to like three different places. But the first place I went to, they didn't have a bus line. So I couldn't even like, I couldn't even walk and get on the bus and go find me a job. Like I wanted to work so bad, I was trying to get out of there, you guys. So what happened was, I was trying to get out of there and move because I wanted to move back. I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to get myself a job. So I ended up, um, I was, tr I was just trying to get out of there. You guys like literally trying to get out of there. And, um, the person I was living with, she was like, you know, I, we know why you're here. We already know why you're here. Don't try to rush out. Just don't worry. Just relax. And I was like, no, I just cannot um take not having money I couldn't take not having like I couldn't take not having nothing like I only had what I needed like I had my everything I like bath stuff I needed and I had like uh food and I would buy my own food so I had like everything I needed but I could not stand not being able to do other things so um what happened was you know, I started work. I got made, made like $75. I think I made like $75 in a day because I went to do like some catering. So I was able to get like bath stuff and just different stuff for myself. And then I started working for this lady. It was so funny. I started working for this lady. Um, making I made $120, $120 a day and I helped her clean her. Uh, I helped her clean her. Um, I was basically cleaning her house, you know. So I clean. I met her. So I cleaned her kitchen and I cleaned her uh, living room. And she paid me like one twenty. And she wanted me to come, but then the person I was living with got upset. So I stopped going. She was like, you know, she, I was living with her. And she got upset because she wanted me to pick up the guy from school. So she was getting paid for me to pick up a little another boy from school. I wasn't getting paid. She was getting paid. So she got upset at me because I was supposed to pick him up and she couldn't make her money. So I just stopped cleaning the house. So I was like, dang, 120 a day, I could be out of here. So my whole thing is I was trying to get out. So anyway, 
I went to this other place and then this other place and then back to the Magnolia place. So I ended up going there and I, it was so much temptation, you guys, because even though I had like no men around, like nothing, I had like no opportunity to have sex with like nobody, like none, no opportunity, none. You know what I mean? Because everywhere I was at, it was like an older person, you know, married couple, etc. Um, and I'm definitely not going to do that, you know? Some these days, y'all, they share in their couples and stuff. No, like that was, that's a boundary. I'm not going to do that. And um, so I would go running, you know, I would get up and go running when I was living at this place with a, a couple and their kids and the mom and all of them then I would go get up, go running. I would stretch and I would do things and that helped me. And then I started getting too tempted and I started watching porn, you guys, just being honest with you guys. So I had like my own little room um, there and I just started like was watching it on my phone and whatever and uh, it what happened was God <laughs> God ended up showing um one of them a dream to and exposed it you know and so they was like yeah we had a dream of somebody who um um very I mean very in detail the guy was a prophet so he was like he he even spoke things over my life too but he was he was a prophet like he 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 could see and he would draw like prophetic paintings and stuff so their whole this whole house was like prophetic so imagine you know i talk about my like my home and how when you come in here things are exposed like it was like that i was like a teenage you know like well 20 by the time but i was living in a house like this so i was living in a house like my place is now so everything was open and, and exposed like even if it was hidden you would see it you know they would see it so they had a dream and they saw me like i guess it turned into they saw it turning into like an addiction you know where um i was just on my phone i was like it wasn't even bad yet but it, it started to where it got in a dream they saw it like they said yeah we had i had a dream of someone in our living room and maybe they saw me and they didn't want to like say it was me but i mean i knew it was me <laughs> but they was like yeah they were in our living room and they were like watching on a big screen and they were paying for all of these like these porn stuff was on the screen and they were like sitting here with like a blanket and like watching it and i was like and it was like the way they described the person it was it was me and i just literally like we were in a circle and i just said can we pray and i put my hands out and then they uh, the wife said are you doing something that that you're not that's not good and i was like well yeah you know i've just i haven't did anything in a while and it's been months and I'm just, it's been really hard. And they, and we, they pray, you know, and I never, you guys, after they pray, I didn't have, it was like immediately the feeling, the sexual urge, everything left me in that moment. And I did not struggle with that, you guys, again. And that was becoming, believe it or not, it was becoming an addiction. You know, it went from not having, the, having sex all this time to, starting to watch this stuff and a lot of people have porn addictions you know they have sex addictions and they and they're in the sex work you know and that that's an addiction and we don't realize it so i thank god that he limited all resources like i didn't have any anything and i needed you know it's funny i was a 20 year old and i was so close i could have went into the porn industry you guys i could have went into like sex work i could have went into prostitution because i was so i had this you know addiction and i'm honest with you guys like it was an addiction 
at, at 20 years old, I was withdrawing and I, God separated me and put me, and this is why he put me, he separated me for other reasons, for protection. It was a lot of, uh, it was a guy, a producer. I, I think I talked about that, who tried to give me an opportunity in LA um, I was going to go to LA. I actually was packed up to go to, he wanted me to, um, cause you know, I told you guys, I was a celebrity dancer, also a choreographer. So I had all these opportunities, um, in the entertainment industry. And this guy approached me and wanted me to choreograph and be a, the head choreographer of this thing. So he said, but this was the time the whole R Kelly thing was going on. And so I could have been thrown in this whole house because he told me that I was going to be living in the house with, with an artist. I didn't know who the artist was, you guys. So imagine me being, going, living in this house with this artist. You understand? And literally about to go live with this artist. So what happened was the guy, we were, I was supposed to move with him and his wife later and they ended up moving up the day. Here I am gullible. Um, just thinking this is a good opportunity, trusting these people. And God exposed it, you know from people telling me not to go. My aunt called, you know, me and then the pastor of the church that I was going uh, to, you know, thank God. God just showed me so many signs and I didn't go, you know? And so I could have been in that situation. So God removed me from these uh, apartments for multiple reasons um, and to protect me. So the enemy had me all around, all around in these situations where I was uh, very tempted and I had to be careful. So you gotta be careful, you guys. We don't think that, you know, our behaviors and just different things that we do. That's why it's good to take yourself on a, a celibacy journey or, a, um, you know, abstinent journey. It's good to do these things to build self-discipline. And this is why I'm very committed to um, doing this podcast. Um, and it took me a while. Like, I was like, okay, Lord, I'm gonna do it. But yeah, this was an addiction for me. You know, it became that in, in as short as a month. Um, that's what happened. Like usually in a month, I would probably in a month, I would probably maybe have sex, I think twice a month, if anything, you know what I mean? But every day, four times, that's four times, eight times. What's four times? Like, can you imagine four, like three, four times 27? You understand? So that, that became like crazy. It became crazy. And it just, it happened so fast. So I'm like, that is way too much for me. Like when I think about now, like even when I get married, Jesus, you know, I would, yeah, I would probably do it when I get married all day if I could. But then again, you know, if he leave me, I don't know what I'm gonna do. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? So you got to think about stuff like that. I I wouldn't, I don't know what I, I don't, I just, I, I don't know where, where it came from, where, but this person he was a distraction he was a strong snake and he was he had to be a snake for for me to do that and then this addiction and then look how that seed planted you understand he wasn't but the spirit that he came with was so what i'm telling you guys is be careful what you are bringing in and what you're allowing in and this is why this is why i'm so passionate the way i am um, because we don't realize how things can affect us later. So many people, we don't talk about this stuff. We only talk about, you know, oh, sin, you wearing pants, are you gay, or la da 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 We don't talk about other things that people actually struggle with. And fornication, you know, sex before marriage has many risks. Um, you know, even in marriage, you got, you know, you got risk. But 
this is why I'm sharing with this with you guys. And I really hope that you take the time to think about um, if you're watching porn, like, please stop, you know, take, take, it's, it's going to bring, it's going to bring, it's going to take the purity out of your marriage. It's going to make you unhappy. You're not going to be pleased with your wife or husband. You're never going to be satisfied, you know, and you're going to, you're not going to see it, but it's going to plant a, a horrible root. And I'm glad that God snatched that away from me. Um, and, and just did this to me so that I can, I can see that. And I didn't have to deal with that. You understand? So take the time to evaluate, clear out Pornhub from your phone. I mean, I remember there were times where I would get like an urge and I would be wanting to click, put that in. I'm like, uh, uh, you know, I can just, I gotta, I'm gonna just go take a fly in a, get in a cold shower. I'm just going to throw this phone somewhere else and I'm just going to like do 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 and pace around and or I'll go to the gym you know you guys I can work I can be in the gym for seven days a week and like literally not be tired like that's how much energy I have <laughs> you know what I mean so sometimes you got to get uh, you got to I remember meeting this guy he was like I'm in the gym because I'm you know I'm a virgin and this helps me to stay abstinent so I come to the gym and that's what he that's what he you know he would do and I met him in like in college, but he would go to the gym every day and that would help him to stop those urges, you know, build those endorphins. So you guys, we are out of time. I'm going to talk to you on the next episode. Make sure to contact me, email me, leave me voice messages. You guys can leave me voice messages and I can reply back. Leave me a voice message with your number or in your email so I can go ahead and email you guys back. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to this episode and I will talk to you guys on our next episode. All righty. Bye-bye.